This is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, and I got to tell you what, this is the beginning of the Billy Van Jura Part 2 podcast, and man, has he ruffled some feathers in Part 1. I mean, this guy's talking about some crazy stuff, and you know why I like him? Because he's a weird and he's an amazing person, and it's because he speaks from the heart, he speaks from the mind. Billy's not out here to make a ton of money, folks. He's out here to provide a living for himself and a better life for anybody that's involved with him, his family, and, and everybody around him. What he's here is he's worried about you just like I am. He wants you to be the best. He wants you to be successful. And that's why he speaks his mind. Here we go with part two of Billy Ventura. This is Jason Cass. Out. I want to hit you on your social media stuff. Yep, Let me ask you this thing that came into my brain. You and I, let's pretend we're similar size agencies and we're, we're, we're going in around a few years. And then in your neighborhood and then whoever's listening to the neighborhood, you've got some operations that have been around 10, 15, 20, even 30 years. So on a percentage basis, let's just say they have 1,000 customers and you and I have, I don't know, 200. What do you think when you go on their social media and you realize that here they are with 1,000 customers and, and take it for what it's worth, you know, they've got a hundred likes on their Facebook page or they've got, um, you know, the buttons don't work on their, on their website and things like that. And I'm saying, my goodness, your people want to like you. Your people want to follow you and show some pride in their agent. Why aren't you giving them the chance? What are your thoughts on something like that? Is there a percentage formula that if you have a thousand customers, you should have a thousand likes, you know, forgetting profit cap and some other things you've done. Like, do you think these older agents should have like a measuring stick? That's a, you know, that, the quick answer is no, but yes. Okay. But no, really no. I mean, there is no measuring stick. Um, some of the agencies that have a lot of likes and engagement blow me away because I don't think that they're very good at there, but here's the thing that I do know. Everybody calls me and says, how do I get, create good content? That's what they always say, Billy, and, 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 and it's the well, hardest question for me to answer until about three months ago when I finally figured it out. Keep in mind, I've been doing it for 53 months, listeners, so it's not like you're just going to get this overnight. What we do is, is it's about the audience, and so I will tell you this. Let me answer this question. The person, the agency that, has, um, uh, that niches more business well, is going to have a higher amount of likes per customer. Or per per customers uh, ratio, and here's the reason I say yeah. that because because someone who niches knows their audience. If I write a if I write a blog nope. about race cars, <laughs> hello hello hello, I am so oh, sorry. Oh, here we go. I'm back. What happened? No, no, I apologize. <laughs> I I guess I accidentally hit. Oh my gosh, it's funny. I've been sitting here talking. I accidentally hit the mute button for some reason. Sorry about that, Billy. Sorry, listeners. Okay, so so this is so yes, so no. There is no straight up relationship except for the agencies who are planning for the future. So let me give this to you. So a lot of times, I get the number one question is, is Jason, Jason, how do I create good content? How do I create good content? How do I create good content? So the way that the agencies that are more niche should have more likes on their Facebook page or more connections on their LinkedIn or more people on their circle, the more niche they are. Why is that? People say to me, 
how do I create good content? How do I create good content? And I say to them, and I just, it took me just like in the last three uh, months, four months to really figure this out so I can answer this question effectively to them. And so for all my listeners out there, I've been, I've been doing this for a long time and, and I'm just now figuring this out is that it's not about the content. It's about the audience. And I know you could be like, oh yeah, it's about the audience. No, let me explain it to you. If I make a piece of content about race cars and I put it on JDC Insurance Group's fan page or if I put it on LinkedIn or whatever and in my audience, boom, they would look at it and they would be like, I'm going to get very little engagement. I'm going to, when I don't get a lot of engagements, which is likes, comments, and shares, then that means Facebook doesn't show it to more people, which which decreases the likelihood that somebody new is going to see it that's never seen it before and like my page. But if I take that same exact piece of content on race cars and I go over to my race car fan page, which by the way, I don't have one. It's just purely for the example here. And I put, and I paste it over there. Am I going to get a lot of engagement or am I going to get no engagement? I'm going to get a lot of engagement. So really that just proves to me right there that it has nothing to do with the content. All content created is good content. What the problem is, is you have to make sure that you're showing that content to the right audience. So what we have to do first is we have to stop and decipher our audience. Then once we know our audience, we can create content exactly for that audience and you'll get a ton of engagement. And when you get a ton of engagement, more Facebook's going to show it to more people who didn't see it and they're going to find your page and they're going to like your page. So there you're going to have more. So that's why I say that agencies that niche know their audience. So those people are actually more successful rather than the person who's just doing a general overall awareness. And don't get me wrong, that's not bad. You need that as well. But I'm saying that you're going to get more engagement, which is going to create more likes, which is going to create more leads, which is going to create more business and sales through the fact that you know your audience. The hard part is, is finding that audience because it's not like you can just say, okay, we want this type of person and then you go out there. You've got to do what we call A-B testing. And this is why this is not for everybody and it's for very little people. We have to try two things, take the one that works best, dissect it, try it again with two ways, find the one that works best and you've got to find that. And after a while, you'll start noticing where your engagement's coming from and the different type of content that you're reaching. Maybe that's not the kind the audience you want, but you're obviously going to start attracting somebody. That's um that that's one of the things that that I could just best example to give you. I don't know a ratio number, but I know that an audience is what's a key, and the content you create based on that audience is what's going to drive engagement, which is going to drive likes. So does that make sense? Why someone who's niche would kind of know their audience better? Yeah, no, you're right. And if I can, you know, we won't go on LinkedIn because I can, that, that's almost a sore subject to me, how underused most agents are. And the, the quickest tip that I figured out, and it goes back to what you said, I experimented, I tried things, and when I would be struggling, the easiest thing you can do as an agent, if you put that effort in and you told people, hey, like my page, do whatever, you can go find people, they're going to, as long as you've been the nice guy, then they're going to like you. You simply just share what your current customers are putting out. That's it. It's so easy. If a customer of yours is involved in a charity or doing something and you're just stumped and you're not, I mean, really, insurance, is, it, I, you know, um, there's a certain website that I read their news every day and it's pathetic when they put out insurance articles because all they do is rehash the same stuff. Don't rehash why to buy rental car insurance. So give them, if you don't have good tips or you didn't have a good experience with a customer that you could share yesterday, if you're active, if you spend 10 minutes 
online today and you find one of your customers is doing something cool with a charity or posted a cool photo they took, all you gotta do is share it on your page and give credit. And then you're then they're gonna see that and, and it's just keeping in touch. That's a huge challenge is keeping in touch with people. And so with content, well, just put them both together. Now you're keeping in touch with your audience because you're showing you actually care. And again, I tell this to anybody, you better start from a genuine position or don't bother. But man, just, just share the good content that's already out there. My goodness, you read something cool? Share it on your site. You know, someone you know did something cool? Share it. You know, it's really... Not overly complicated, but you do got to apply a little bit of effort. And you know what? You're you're right. And a lot of the things you're saying is find out what your friends are doing. You see, you find something cool, share it. Blah blah blah. Just what you're saying. Notice not one of those things you said had to do with insurance. That's what they can't get their hands around, Billy. They don't understand that it's not about insurance. I say, I say, not the 80-20 rule. I say 90-10. 90% what Billy's saying, 10% about you. Okay, and about you have the right to sell. You have the right to have a call to action on your page that says, "Hey, I want your business." Now, once again, I would say it differently than that, but you have the right to do that. Just only do it 10% of the time, and the other 90% build that audience so that you can build with that yeah. content. There you go. 90% of the time, create a situation in which people want to buy. Done. Be yep. a person that people actually like buying from. And back to our whole commodity talk, commodity gets erased real quickly because people are kind of tired of hearing about whatever day of the week it is or whatever animal you're using now or, you know, whatever big goofy promotions going on that you're not bringing any value to them. I'll tell you who's bringing value. The agent that's sharing a charity event, okay? Yep. The agent that, that's sharing a cool photo you took on Instagram seeing fireworks over the weekend, you know, doing yep. those little things, throwing a plug out at you know, throwing a plug out for a new commercial client of yours that, you know, maybe just did some work for you and you could share them with other people, you know, you never know. Part of the part of the benefit in all this and, and it's something I teach to the the person working with me now and I'll teach to this next guy and anybody else that listened is a big piece of the benefit is simply the effort that you're willing to share. It doesn't matter that anything necessarily comes of it because that person whose information you share, we're all human. They're, they're going to appreciate it. If you do it from a genuine position of, of appreciating what they did and you're trying to help them out, now it all works. Yep. You know, it's not all the exact numbers on things. you got to remember the act itself is worth something. No, it, it, it absolutely, yeah. It, it is. It is worth something. And, and it's, you know, it seems confusing. It seems overwhelming. But really, if you just sit down and you look at it and and, and, you know, and I'm going to close and we're going to wrap up with this. I get a lot of, of, I get this a lot in the social media realm. So anybody listening, please, please, please really tune into what I'm saying here. I get a guy and I get this so much. I get it. I get an agency owner that comes to me and says, Hey, I, here's this thing. I, I want to get in with that Dima or I want, you know, you to do some one-on coaching with me and we've got to learn how to do this. It's important for my agency and they've got all the right motivation and all the right thoughts. And it's like, yeah, okay, here we go. This is another one that we're going to say, Billy, you know, and, it, and it's great. And then here comes the thing of, okay, I've got this uh, producer over here that I want to you to teach it to because they need, because they're going to be the one who's handling it. And let me tell you about this producer. We got her about two years ago, and I'm going to tell you what, Jason, she is a rainmaker. We have, she, we have never made more money off one producer 
I mean, in the amount of business she's writing, it's ridiculous. So you're going to like her. Now, if you would, teach her this social media so she can spend some of her time doing that. Why in the world would you do that? Why would you take somebody who is a rainmaker and you turn them around and you put them in charge of this? So, so, so you don't want to pay, and I'm not going to say how much it is. These digital marketing packages can be from $500 all the way up to $5,000. It depends on the company you're dealing with and all the ones that are out there. But let's just say it's $1,500. Why would you think that paying $1,500 for someone who's an expert in the field, follows the field, does it in their own agency, and I'm talking not just me, I'm talking other agents and what they're doing, um, and, and is someone, and even if they're not agents and they're helping you with social media, they're up to date on everything. If I was teaching you Facebook marketing 12 months ago, I have to reteach you about half of it because Facebook's changed so many things and added a ton of things. So why would you want somebody to keep track and, and schedule all your posts, be following up on your brand reputation, which means they're listening to things that people are saying, managing that whole situation, make sure the email marketing is being sent out, make sure the blogs are being written, make sure our, our communication is congruent with our brand. And why would you have someone doing that when you're telling me this person's a rainmaker? If they're making you three to $4,000, let's say, in new business commissions, why in the world would you not pay, pay somebody like a, a, a grow or an agency revolution or a project cap? Why would you not pay them to do that service for you? Because here's what's going to happen. Not only are you going to keep that rainmaker producing rain and making money, but because of those marketing activities that are going on, if they're strategic done within audiences and niches, you're actually going to increase and make her life easier. So instead of making three to four thousand dollars and not and, and paying fifteen hundred, you want her you actually want her to take some of her time, maybe drop her total um, produ production to twenty five hundred a month, and she's going to be behind the curve on a lot of the stuff because she's going to have to spend more of her time as this stuff changes, rather than. Paying somebody else fifteen hundred, helping her sell more to where she sells six grand, you sell fifteen hundred. You're actually still profiting more than what you did, and somebody else is dealing with this, and you don't have to. It doesn't make any sense. If you're that person out there driving down the road, sitting in your office, and you're saying to yourself, "I need to get somebody in my office to start doing this," you really need to think about who that person is. You really, really do. And some people say, "Well, I want my CSR to do it." You know what? She could be cross-selling policies to current customers. You know, I mean, if your CSR is sitting there doing nothing, you may not need a CSR as much as you do. Or find something that's going to take you into the future and help you communicate with the consumer of today. Am I wrong, Billy? Tell me where I'm wrong in that whole thing because I, I know you've got some thoughts. Well, Preacher Cash, the choir is going to talk now. Um, <laughs> I, I hear you loud and clear. Uh, the math makes sense. I, I think I'd throw in a few wrinkles of saying, you invest $1,500 in your employee, this rainmaker who's been with you a couple of years, and you say, listen, you're doing awesome. I met this company. I looked them up. They do some really cool stuff. But I think if you apply, like I'm going to do, because I'm going to set the example for the agency, because this is my agency, like I'm going to give an extra 10 or 15 minutes a day. I'm going to carve it out. I'm going to apply some effort to this social stuff. And I think you know, Mr. or Miss Rainmaker, over a period of three, four, five, six months, I've got a feeling we're going to see some results. It's going to take a little bit from the research I did, but I'm going to put some effort into this thing, and I'm going to invest the money in you, my employee, 
and get you this other skill that's going to make getting your commissions even easier. And, you know, if I'm doing my research right, my guess is the referrals are going to, going to go up. Your reputation in the community is going to go up. Your ability to interact with your growing book of business is going to get easier to a certain extent. Absolutely, let's do it. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand the agent that says they want to die at their desk and they don't want to adapt a little bit. I don't understand the agent that doesn't want to, you know, do the social stuff but wants to buy some sort of subscription and put a button on their site to do quotes. You know, they want to do the quotes, but they don't want to pick up the phone. You know, they, they want someone to, do, to come and their website and do a quote, but they're not investing their money in the SEO. Or they're picking goofy words and, again, trying to play the commodity game that they're not going to win instead of saying, you know what, let me just go back to these thousand customers I have who I call them once a year at my renewal and I haven't invested in some sort of program to keep up or I haven't followed them on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever it may be. Instead, oh, it seems like I should do some SEO. Let me try that. It seems like the hot thing to do. And a month later when I don't get a policy, I stop. Well, it takes 90 days. It takes some time to get into the fabric of what's going on out there. I don't... Yep. I don't get it, but it's all, you know, it's all the same thing. It's all the same, you know, that Rainmaker is going to move his or her cloud somewhere else if you're not taking care of them. Um, and one way you can show them that you care is to invest in their education, which is the social part. One way you can care about your agency and, and A, hello, build the value of your agency if you are planning on selling, is to build up your website, to build up your traffic, to build up your likes. So when you do have that kicker on the back end of retention and getting an extra bonus for keeping the numbers up, it's going to be easier for you because I can show you it works. You know, So listen yep. to some of these guys that are running these programs. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. I don't do it. Same as you said. Someone sent me a note earlier today, a buddy of mine. Um, just follow other people you like. I know some of your buddies in your GO program do. We just follow people. It was, I can tell you a story about Brian. I can tell you a story about Ryan. Yep. Why? Because Brian followed me online and found me some other place, and that's how a lot of this guy's right. I tell you about Ryan following him. We read some of the same people. You know, that's how this stuff happens. All the information is out there, but you got to find a little bit of effort to it, you know? And, and yep. you could still sit back and make plenty of money. My goodness, a lot of my stuff is done sitting on the couch watching a game, you yep. know? Yep. So I'm with you. Um, I don't see it changing, and, and kind of like that commodity argument. You know, I know it's better for growth pro pro program that more people do it and, and for other people in your position, but quite honestly, I think it helps you as an agent. I think it helps the value of your agency that more people ignore you. <laughs> That's right. It does. It does. It does. All right, Billy, you are you a um are you a reader? I am a reader. Tell I me am the last a reader. I, I, I always fill my brain with as much positive stuff as I possibly can. Tell me what you're reading right now that's making you feel so positive. Uh, you know what? I just finished. <laughs> I got a book sale, and it's crazy. And this is all, you know, it's funny. I sent a note to an author fan, so he's got to pay attention here. I bought this book for a quarter. It's from 1935. <laughs> um, and it's uh, about positive thought. It's about C. Dr. C. Levitt, I can't remember. I did the review this morning, um, and, I, and I already forgot it um, because I probably didn't post it online or something. But um, it was a book on positive thinking from 1935. But just before that, I had just done a, a Harvey McKay book that I, I, had, I had done some of the sharks that I've been eating alive. I, I, um, I hadn't done it uh, uh, 
don't listen to the naked man who's going to sell you his shirt. And I just finished that recently as well. The classics are where it's at. I think, you know, if you're not keeping up on blogs and information that's out there, it, it's it's almost as bad as not keeping up on, um, what's it called? Um, on keeping up on social. If you're not keeping up on new information, what's new out there, someone else has done it before. You know, someone else has done it. Just go read the book on it. My goodness, it's all it's all out there. But don't go read an insurance book. Go read a business book. Go read yes. some Seth Godin. Go read some Gary Vaynerchuk. Go read some, you know, your buddy Ryan likes some Chris Brogan as well. Go read some of these guys that are doing some really great relationship building, take care of your customers, friends kind of stuff. But don't ignore the classics. Yeah. I heard a saying one time, I thought it was pretty good. You just sparked it in and I don't know. This is not exactly it, but it said, um, this is one of those like Confucius said, and it said the, to the man who is blind and can't read and to the man who can see and doesn't read, there is no difference. (laughs) I think there is somewhere along that line. And, uh, that, While that makes... we're sitting here, I, I just looked at self-mastery through understanding, the power path to mental and physical poise and achievement. It was copyright 1935. <laughs> I bought the book for a quarter. It's this, guy, this guy this guy, was trying to make money in the Great Depression. So he, 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 said, <laughs> he said, I'm going to think positive and write positive about a negative situation going on. But yeah. yeah. So all right, Billy, hey, I appreciate uh, you coming on. Um, I know the listeners have. Uh, once again, uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is really good stuff. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, concerns, Billy, where could they reach you at? Where they can reach out to you at? You know, and this is just a little tool. It's something I had to do when I left the big operation. If you simply Google Billy Vanjura or Bill Vanjura, you might find my dad that way. But if you Google Billy Vanjura or at Insurance Bill VJ on Twitter or hit me up on LinkedIn or, or you, you'd appreciate this, uh, theinsurancebill.com. Uh, that's, that's where I block mostly insurance, but some positive stuff. It's an occasional little personal note there. But hey. So say that one more thing. time. Say just the address one more time. Right, because you don't like the usual insurance. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> All right, you know, um, I, I I think we just cut out there for a minute. I don't I don't know exactly what happened, but. Um, all of, and just in case you didn't hear it, all of Billy's information will be in the email that you will be receiving. Um, I want you to check out some of the stuff Billy writes. If you think some of the stuff that he said on here was interesting, and if I have to remind you, maybe it was in part one of the two-part podcast, but he thinks that insurance is a commodity. You need to accept it because that's how it's a level playing field and you can actually stick out. So I thought that was interesting. That was my takeaway. Billy, we appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. You're out there trying to make acquisitions, trying Trying to help the the independent insurance agency system as a whole through compensation, thinking outside the box, understanding that times are different. We thank you for being a person that uh, that exemplifies and is a total example. Um, I can't think of the right word right now of the what why we do what we do at Agents Influence. It's meeting people like you, taking their voice and projecting it to the world. 
So this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, a free podcast brought to you by growprogram.com. Go there now and find out what we're doing. We got a little video right on the homepage. Click it. It'll tell you all about us. Jason at Agents Influence, or I'm sorry, you can reach me at Jason at growprogram.com. This has been Jason at Agents Influence Podcast. We are out.